We're back. You're supposed to say it too. One, two, three. We're, We're back. back. Come on. I said enthusiastic. It. I said it. I said it. I took the box. Hey, guys. Careful with the arm. We're back. Don't start waving. Um, I know it's been a long time, but as you can see, a lot has happened. And if you're not seeing us, we will fill you in in just a moment. But before that, Eric, did you know that there are dissolving bathing suits? What? Dissolving bathing suits. Is this like a... The TikTok I just showed you. I thought, okay, hang on. Why would I say yes? I'm saying, did you know these existed? No, but what? Okay, hang on. Bloody hell. <laughs> Why? This is. A... Oh, you were trying to make it a bit? Well, I thought I assumed. <laughs> no, I'm saying, how crazy is that? I wanted to talk but about it. Do you it. know how dumb it is to, t- to tell me, did you know, when you literally asking, just showed me I was asking 30 you. seconds before? Of course I'm going to say yes. Okay, did this you know? Rhetorical. Did you know they existed oh before like, 30 I'm seconds? I'm just trying to roll with it. And you're... No, did what you. To... Didn't you take improv class? Did yes, you... and. <laughs> so you're supposed to say yes you knew they existed i don't even know what i said anymore i just hoped my my co-conspirator here would have been quicker on the draw to realize i was giving you a window to be like yeah there is did you know text in that they have dissolving bathing suits okay, hang on. So let's I'm talk say, about it I, I would let's talk about it i wanted I to say, know if i said yes yeah if you end said of conversation roll the intro no no, I was going to say, why would they even make such a thing? And if you said no, I would be like, well, there's such a thing as these dissolving bathing suits where when you go in the water, they start to dissolve, like actually dissolve until there's just a string left. I, I said no for content. And then I was going to say, do mean, how do you feel figure. about it? Guys, there's a thing called a dissolving bathing suit. I had no idea it existed. I don't even know why it would exist. It's like some. Like, why would it exist? Swingers bollocks, isn't it? It's like, like the sniffer thing. Yeah, but that. I, oh, it's a prank. Oh my god! Uh, Did we leave them hanging on that? I don't know. Okay, it was Eric's sister who sent us the panty sniffers, the speedo sniffers. Well, she sent both. She's, you she ended said, up she getting the both. package as well. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, it was Eric's sister, and his family held like a nice. Oh man, I was trying to think of the right metaphor, like an ironclad mouth. They had a zipper mouth. They zip. Roll the intro. But. <laughs> All right, so it's like two weeks off. I know we're and here to smooth as tell you about. We're here oh, to. We gotta not talk over each other though. This is part one to the crash story, and um, that will explain why I have a giant cast on my arm, almost up to my armpit. It's such a good prop. Like, From it's my a funny hand cast. to my armpit, I try to eat with it. I can't get I can't get there. I try to scratch my face, eat a sandwich, can't use I both keep hands. Making sandwiches. Eric has like made like default. four sandwiches. I've been in the zone. I really want sandwich. In the past two days. Burgers and sandwiches. We've had two breakfast sandwiches. That's two sandwiches. We have had um well, a, a- like another sandwich on rye or on um like a toast bread, half a toast, half a rye bread, like a bacon what'd you make? 
Oh, yeah. It was a BLT. BLT. Yeah. BLT. We had an egg, two egg sandwiches well, BLT and a BLT. French toast. Yeah. So, uh, and then he made floppy pizza where I couldn't even like use my other hand to lift up the pizza and eat it. You're supposed to fold it. I thought you were a pro. I am, but it's not foldable if it's soggy at the tip. All right. So let us give you a little bit of a backstory before we tell you how the hell we crashed. Uh, we crashed, by the way, on an e-bike. If you don't know what these are, picture a Vespa, but with a battery instead of like a motor. So you don't need a license. You don't need insurance. Well, it's got a motor. No, it's got a battery. The battery powers the motor. There's no motor. It's just a battery. Yeah, but it's got to have something that makes the wheels move, doesn't it? No, Touch I them. think the battery makes the wheels move. Electricity. No. I don't think that's possible. I think so. I don't think it. I don't. That's I don't what know. it is. There's no motor. That's the point. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Should have done our research. Well, no, I'm pretty confident, but then you're I'm, making me second I'm guess. I'm pretty confident. That doesn't make sense. The battery just makes wheels spin. Doesn't make, it needs to. What do you work. mean? Like a remote control car. There's a battery. There's in no a motor car. in a remote control car. Cars. No, I know. I know, but this is not a real car. I feel like right now you should text your dad and be like, was there a battery in our Vespa thing? And then by the end of the episode. Yes, there was a battery. Was there a motor? (laughs) All right. So for backstory, Eric and I were going to have hot girl summer on this, (laughs) on this e-bike, right? Uh, Forget van life. For the, the boomers listening. What? Like, I feel like if my parents are watching right now, they don't know what a hot girl... I barely even know what that is. Okay, we were just going to have a fun summer uh, on this e-bike. Forget van life. We were going to have e-bike life. We were going to live on this thing. Not actually, but we were going to go from home to taco places, to the beach, to just restaurants a little bit out of our reach if we wanted to walk there with the wheelchair. First of all, Eric is tired of pushing the wheelchair everywhere it's falling apart it is falling apart falling apart and um like we don't want to walk an hour we'd rather take like an eight minute e-bike ride it's the walk back i don't mind the walk there right but when two I'm hours stuffed with tacos right. i don't want to have to walk for an hour back true we we really just did this for tacos but anyways <laughs> so i don't know if you guys remember are we running the dishwasher i'm running the dishwasher during a podcast well, I ran it before the podcast. It's still going. Well, I ran it before and the soap didn't dissolve. So I had to run it. I had to run it again. Okay, guys. If, just if you hear rumbling in the, in the background, it's our dishwasher. Sorry about it. It's not our stomachs gurgling. It's a dishwasher. The microphone's right here. It's not picking up the dishwasher. Really? Text in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyways. So I don't know if you guys remember, but... Eric and I put on my stories when we originally went to look at this e-bike from a different company in early May. I was like, oh, we're up to something. And then we never told you what we were up to because we had this genius plan that we were going to buy an e-bike and then ride this thing all the way to Eric's parents' house and just show up with the e-bike because we've done it before with the wheelchair with the half marathon. So we thought, why not do it again? 
that would be a great surprise. It would be funny. It would be funny to just show up on this e-bike at their house. So we didn't want to, you know, spoil Spoiler it. Surprise. Yeah, on Instagram. Um. Anyways, we got to that shop and the salesperson had zero knowledge of the bike, at least not more than we did. Um, so we left there feeling kind of like meh. Plus, you had to order the bike. You couldn't just buy it off the lot and drive it. Uh, and you'd have to wait two weeks for that. Plus, we had this situation where we didn't really know where to park it at our apartment building. Um, and management was not getting back to us fast enough. And we measured the elevator and the doorways. And it was like a really tight squeeze. Yeah. Sums it up. So. Because it was going to have to park in. It was going to have to park unit. in our unit for a time being until we figured out where to park it. Um, so Eric went on the hunt for a smaller sized roadster. Uh, and you came up with one. Yeah, I found one. Yep, he found one. And this was like a month later, right? Maybe well, no, three weeks. no, three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Three weeks later, because the crash happened on May 22nd. It was a Saturday. It was raining. Anyways, um, so... <laughs> Eric and I ate breakfast the morning that we were going to check this new place out that had the smaller sized e-bike and we were on the balcony. We had our coffee. We had our bagels with cream cheese, which I won't even get into how Eric cream cheese is a bagel, but uh, only on one side. Okay. So we I left the apartment like a sandwich. <laughs> we left it doesn't up. matter what side you <laughs> schmear. Because you just... You got to smear both sides. You put it together and then you eat No, it like a, who puts it together? Nobody puts a cream cheese bagel when together. When you get it from Tim's. You have it on when both sides. When you get sides. it from Tim's. Yeah, but as soon as you get it from Tim's, you open up the bagel and you eat side by side. That's how you make the most out of your bagel. Cream cheese bagel. It's cut in half. I rip it in half and... No one... Nobody does that. Is that coming through? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Anyways, uh, the morning of, we debated whether I should come with Eric to get the e-bike or not, like to look at the e-bike or not, because more or less we knew exactly what we wanted. Uh, but I wanted to come. I insisted I come because I wanted to get out of the house and I wanted to see the thing and I wanted to be part of the purchase. So when we got there, purchase. we had to call the guy because COVID times and he let us in right away. And the, this place, mind you, was like super light, super airy, if that makes sense. Like it was just a lot lighter and a lot more. It was a lot nicer to walk into this showroom than the other showroom. The other showroom, I didn't even get to go in. You couldn't fit. Yeah, I couldn't fit. It's just filled with bikes. There's no yeah. way a wheelchair was getting in there. Yeah. But this Knock one was like a like proper dominoes. showroom. So anyways, we met a guy named Jeff. What? Jeff. His name's Jeff. <laughs> guy named Jeff. Okay. Jeff. We met a guy named Jeff, and he knew a lot about these bikes, right? I don't know. He did. Um, okay. He had I, a vendetta against the other company. That's yeah, why Eric is hesitating. I don't know if he knew as much about the bikes, or he just had his sales pitch down. I was sold on his passion. I wasn't. I was. Like, I was sold going in. I knew when we were sitting on the balcony eating the cream cheese that you elaborated on um, that we were buying the thing because I was getting impatient. Mm -hmm. We were losing time. If we were going to have to order it, there's another two weeks we're going to lose. So I'm like, it's just like, stop messing around. We're just going to go today and get the thing because I'm yeah. tired of waiting for management. Yeah. Whatever. 
I didn't need him to sell us. I just needed him to say this was the one that we spoke about on the phone right up the bill. But he did make some really good points, like how the battery was actually going to last us longer, how the brakes were going to work. And he told us he was a technician, an ex-technician for the other place that we had seen the first place. And he had told us that the way that other place makes money is by service fees, like coming back and getting our bike fixed a lot. And he promised us that this bike wouldn't need fixing pretty much at all because the battery was better the brakes were better the way he explained it made me feel like a little bit more comfortable than the other salesperson right but if i wasn't already coming into it having decided we were getting it yeah i probably would have walked out because like interesting it's aggressive sales it's like going to the brick and trying to get someone jumps on you as soon as you get in the door it's like like going to wendy's and like being told this is gonna be better than my wendy's or than my brick metaphor let's see yeah it's like going to wendy's and being told constantly that mcdonald's sucks and this is why wendy's is better like that's what i mean that's basically wendy's twitter already right i just meant like pushy sales tactics i don't think he was pushy i think he was just passionate about how much better this bike was than the other bike i'm not convinced the bike was better i am okay i'm convinced um and that's not that's not because i'm gullible that's based on fact straight facts i'm i'm and he had a receipts to prove it i i'd like to hear their other side you, oh, you want to hear the, the other like bike the, shop of side? Of course he's going to say the other Ooh, shop is crap. Let's take him to Judge Judy. Good God. All right. So anyways, uh, the good thing about this bike shop is that the bike was better, supposedly. And it was smaller. Turned out to be smaller. Exactly what we needed. But also, we could drive it right off the lot. He did say that he would have to get one from his warehouse if we wanted the pedals to work. But Eric said, ain't no way I'm pedaling the bike, even if the battery dies. So there's no need for the pedals to work. Yeah, because the show bike, the black show bike that we wanted, um, they they had like the wrong gears for the pedals or something. So they needed to fit the gears. But Eric was like, I'm never going to pedal anyways. So give us a discount on the bike and we will just take without the pedals working. The pedals are there because in order for the, these things to not have a license, uh, they need pedals because it needs to be like a bike. Like a bicycle. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we bought the bike and we were leaving the shop and two things were said. One, Jeff said, watch out for the streetcar tracks because I just fell on it and dislocated my shoulder and it hurt like a bitch. And if you don't know what streetcar tracks are... Let me explain them to you. They are like a train track level with the ground. Like the street. Like the street, the yeah. It's like picture train tracks, but like level with the road. That's basically exactly what they are. You know when the train tracks are level with the road and your car is going over them? That's what they look like. Great. Great explanation, Evie. Pat me on the back. Well, you're missing the key part. They're not all level. There's a little divot on either side well, yeah, so that but the wheel can no, latch on. No, I know. But what I'm saying is that if somebody drives over train tracks, you know that there's a little space in between. That's what train tracks level to the street look yeah, like. Yeah. It basically looks like train tracks level to the street. That's a streetcar. That's a streetcar. Anyways, <laughs> so there was that. And I didn't even think about the streetcar tracks when we were purchasing. I just thought smooth sailing right after we got here, right, right after we got this thing. Although I did have difficulty getting on the thing in the first place. But 
the se- the second thing that was said was as uh we were leaving leaving I said to the guy, oh, the, the guy was like, oh, call us if anything happens in the next month. Like, just give us a call. And I was like, all right, who do we call if we fall? As a joke. Um, I shouldn't have made that joke. I don't think the universe gave it enough time to process that it was a joke. But anyways, we got on the back of the bike. And uh, do you want to tell your story, your side of the story? Because sure. I feel like we have different sides of the story when we get yeah. on the bike. Okay. So you go. So it, I don't know, because we had to spend so long in there for a variety of reasons, like this guy wouldn't shut up. And like, I just kept telling him, okay, okay, okay. Like, (laughs) I just wanted to buy the thing. Then when we did buy the thing, there was a whole like diddle we had to do with like e-transferring the money and we had to wait for that to confirm. So by the time we got out, it was like, okay, zero to 60, like it's real now. This is ours. Um... I had to wheel the thing down onto the street into the, like, there's like a little inlet where you could make a right turn. And then we had to get on. And then my plan was where the shop is, is the main street. So I wanted to get off the main street right away, take the first right, and then use, it's kind of like a side street, a little bit like a residential street off the main downtown roads. Use that to get our bearings and then whip around back on a main street back home. Because we needed to strap your crutches down. The plan was like, you're just going to hold them until we get home. But when I got home, I was going to run to the dollar store, get bungee cords. And then we already had a plan for rigging out the crutches so they wouldn't be held. Mm -hmm. The crutches being held was the thing that freaked me out the most when we started driving. Really? Because I like obviously could only feel your one hand holding on. Right. Because your other hand was holding the crutches. And that sort of made me a little bit uneasy. Because it didn't feel like you were on properly. It also Mm. felt like any time there was like a jolt, whether it be like going over a speed bump or hitting a pothole, it was almost like you were leaning backwards. Like that was the the feeling of where the balance was on the bike was backwards. So for context, if you're watching, I had my right hand around his stomach and then I had this hand up in an L shape um, with the crutches like the bar of the crutches where you put your hands when you hold them, that bar was resting in between my elbow and like my arm as my arm was in like an L shape. I will say it didn't help that when we turned on the residential road, it wasn't as smooth as I thought it was going to be because there was so many speed bumps because there was so many potholes and little did I know it was us going wrong way up a one way street. So I was kind of like super uneasy because like right away, it's like this all terrain situation. And then when we get off that street, it's kind of okay because even though it's a main street, there's a bicycle lane. So we have our own little private and I was getting the hang of it until I realized we're going to have to cross streetcar tracks. Mm -hmm. And that's the part where I completely lost all confidence in the enterprise because I knew we were going to struggle. Uh, we we were going to have to do like, you know, new driver, just doing right turns to avoid lefts kind of thing. There was no, because cars park in the right lane. So then you have to go into the middle lane, which is where the streetcar tracks are. So I just knew there was no way we were going to get home without either swerving cars. Or, or we were going to have to navigate these streetcar tracks. And I was, it was, I knew something was going to happen. You So you manifested this. He manifested this crash. 
Okay. My side of the story is that, yeah, it was a little shaky getting onto the bike in the first place. But once we were on, like, I just wanted to have confidence in Eric. I knew that this was his first time, like, riding this thing. But he said that he's ridden dirt bikes before. And when we got onto the, like, side street, I felt pretty okay because there was not a street street car track in sight. So I felt like, how are we going to crash? There's no way we're going to crash on this thing. And then um, where it did get a little weird and shaky was when we had to cross the streetcar tracks, like at a main intersection. So like we were perpendicular to the tracks, which was really good, but it was still scary to cross them because you felt like the little dip when you went over them. Um, but I was just trying to, I, I felt Eric was losing a little bit of his confidence. Like I kind of felt you like feeling apprehensive about riding this thing. Um, and I was like leaning forward sometimes. I think at the beginning I was leaning backwards, but then you say you didn't like that. So then I was trying to lead forwards the whole time. Um, and I was trying to like grip the crutches. Like to me, the crutches were fine the way they were. Sometimes I would even put them on my shoulder, like a purse. And that was great, but it, but sometimes they would slip down. So I would just like keep them in my elbow. Um, but I was just like trying to tell Eric the whole time, like, because I thought it would help his confidence is like, I trust him. Don't worry. Like you're doing great, sweetie. (laughs) I didn't say that, but I was just like, I trust your decisions that you're going to make, like whatever, whatever. Um, I was trying to make him feel more confident in riding this thing. And I told him like, I was super secure, on the back, like I felt fine holding you. Um, did you? Did you actually? I did. My the I, reason why that stuff doesn't work with me is because I don't necessarily believe it's anything more than something someone's trying to say to make me feel better. No, I was genuinely not just saying that. Like I did. Like I was scared, but I did trust Eric's decision to drive the thing. Like I, I didn't think we were gonna crash at all because I trusted you. Uh, like ah. wholeheartedly I trusted him I was like he's not gonna make us crash this thing he's the most reasonable man I know there's no way he would crash this thing the other thing I said on the back was if you're going to fall fall to the left because I didn't want to fall on my right foot which is the ankle that we're still working on right <laughs> so I mean he did fall to the left but I didn't expect him to fall at all but I was just Again, I'm dumb. I should not have made the universe think these things. I should have just said, we're going to get home safe. Don't worry about it. But anyways. Don't worry. Um, there was this one moment before the crash where Eric will disagree with me. But I told him. We kind of like stopped behind a car because like Eric said, like the, we were in the bike lane. But cars park in the bike lane. So we would have to swerve these cars. I wanted to go on the sidewalk. Eric set, was about to go on the sidewalk, but then he said, no, 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 no. We'll probably get in trouble for that. Let's just go on the road. And I was like, I don't care. Blah, 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 blah. But then you were like, no, no, no. And I was well, like, fine. Bicy- we're, the reason we're not allowed a license is because it's treated like a bicycle. Yeah. Not allowed. We don't need a license or insurance. Which to drive is the why thing. I thought going on the sidewalk would be okay. I think it's that's not just a car. A misunderstanding because the police don't really like 
like administer any fines or anything that yeah. I know of. Yeah. But once you're over a certain age, I think it's 12, you're not allowed to bicycle on the road or on the sidewalk. You have to go on the road. Anyways, so Eric made the decision to go around the car and in between two of the streetcar tracks. So we were directly in the middle lane in between these two streetcar tracks. And I guess Eric's logic was that he was going to... Didn't you say something about right turns? Yeah, because it's either do a left across several streetcar right, tracks right. and like through the incoming traffic and then you're in the middle of an intersection. Right. Or we could go down past the art gallery, do a series of right turns on small roads mm-hmm. and we're just completely in control the whole way. So Eric's thought was that he would make a bunch of right turns to get us home. So in order to make a right turn, you have to get into the right-hand lane, and this is where we crashed. Basically, like I said, we were in between two streetcar tracks um, directly in the center, and then when Eric made the right turn, the wheel, I guess, wasn't perpendicular enough to the streetcar track that it got stuck. And let's say you're going right, right? So imagine a wheel going right and then getting stuck in a straight line going like north and south. The wheel is going to immediately turn and match the north-south direction instead of the east-west direction, right? And when it immediately turns and falls into that slot, you're going to go timber to the left, which is exactly (laughs) what we did. We crashed. And we crashed pretty hard because the bicycle mirror completely shattered and i was on the ground for the entire time facing flat on my face with the mirror pieces underneath me so which i didn't even feel until you know the ambulance came but that's a whole other you story you were lying down and you're like what is sharp underneath me? i know like at the end i was like what is that um so anyways how do you want to go about telling this part i just kind of want to break down the actual crash okay um I don't know if you've seen like... Uh, well, this is Eric's perspective because he was in the front seat. You ever seen those movies? Yeah, I've seen them. It's like you, the the main character gets like a premonition just before something happens. Yeah, that I didn't get that they premonition. It, so I guess I'm not the main character, huh? So I Weird. felt as soon as we were in the middle lane, I, it clued in like, okay, we're going to have a problem here. I didn't think we were going at enough of an angle and there was no way we could get enough of an angle because even if i go as far to the left as i can in the lane without crossing why would you make the turn then why wouldn't you just walk the thing over it because then what you've got to do is slow down to zero yeah in the middle lane yeah and then walk over like a dumbass either let's try this even though i know we're gonna crash or let's safely walk over the line well no I didn't know I we were going to crash. I take the freaking... You said you did. You're you're jumping ahead. No, you just said it now. You said you had a premonition. I know. You Hold up. When we're going from left to right, and I have to make the decision of how we're going to do it, that's not when I see the problem. It's when we're just about to do it. When there's no turning back is when I realize this was the wrong decision. So I made the decision thinking if I go left and then go right as sharp a turn as I can, we'll get the wheel like 45 degrees going over the thing. And that's a lot better than going like parallel because then you're done. Yeah. No, 
as soon as we were approaching oh, I'm it, I'm so glad my right. I just arm like is still everything just like shut shut off, and I'm just like like I could see everything that was about to happen, and each of the things that happened happened in slow motion. It was like we hit the thing, the wheel jarred, we fell forward, done. Everything happened so fast to me. I blinked and I was on the ground. It. it I don't even remember slow motion. I don't remember the crash. I understand how we crash, but I don't remember the crash. I just remember like, I think I like blacked out for like two seconds and then I woke up on the ground. Like, I don't think I actually blacked out, but those two seconds are missing (laughs) from my brain. In my my head. It's like, here we go. We're going to crash smack. Like, that's how I remember it. It's like, we just got to do it and we're doing it. Wow. It's wild. Wow. That's not how I saw it at all. I was like, wow, we've come this far. This is awesome. We're just going to make a right turn up here. Look at all these people on the sidewalk, probably thinking how cool we are. I knew we were not making that right turn. Anyways, so what happened immediately when we crashed for you? Okay, so... Okay. I look like the Michelin man. (laughs) Can I get a Michelin star for this? How giant your arm is. Um, I look like the guy on the front of the puffy marshmallows. I don't know that. Anyways. Like in uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So what happened when we crashed? So priority one was I looked back to see what the deal was with your right foot. Yeah. It was sticking straight up in the air. The bike was across, somehow across both my legs and your left, but not your right. I don't remember. I think I could just pull myself out because you were, you're making a lot of noise. I was screaming. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I, because the crutches were entangled in my arm. When we fell, the crutches were here, right? So we're falling yeah. to the left. I'm Those... trying to piece it together because it all this part all happened so fast. Like you were complaining about the crutches, so I went immediately to the crutches, and then two random people came by and lifted the bike well, off. Everyone was yelling at us, like in a good way, like asking us if we were okay. Oh my God. Like you could hear the shrieks when we crashed. That's all I remember. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. And then everyone on the sidewalk, cause we crashed right in front of a park. So everyone around us was like asking us if we were okay. And I just kept yelling my arm, my arm, get the crutches off my arm. I don't even know. Eric said you took the crutches. So I was able to slide the crutches off and then you left your arms flat. Okay. <laughs> you left your arms flat out, but you said that your left arm was hurting. I don't yeah. know if you specifically said elbow, but that was what I wanted to check. My elbow to my wrist, I said. Because that of whole arm where the, the crutches were, it looked like that's a potential problem. So I went to check how your elbow was doing. And when I, 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 tu- when I touched it, it moved. Like I, I know we now know what the injury is and I felt the broken bone move when I touched it. I'm expecting to touch an elbow, elbow and, then, and you just touched ah! my elbow was really soft. You guys, like even I really? ended up touching it just to see what was going on. And when I touched it, it felt like a soft egg. Like it was round and it felt like an egg, um, which will tell you what my injuries are in a bit. But when I fell off the bike, I was a little bit higher up because I was on the back. So when I timbered to the left, again, I, I don't even remember the actual fall. I just remember yelling about the crutches entangled in my arms. And then as soon as the crutches were taken off my arms, I then felt the weight of the bike 
on my left calf and like my left ankle and I was screaming to get the bike off of my ankle because it was like crushing my ankle because my toe like imagine you're doing a plank look at how your feet are when you do a plank that's how my foot was under the bike so it was like crushing down on my ankle I was like oh my god I don't want two ankle injuries this is nuts but anyways um and then after that I felt super nauseous I kept asking Eric if he was okay. I was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And you're like, are you okay? I'm fine. Are you okay? I think the two things that I remember clearly there was like you were like face down on the cement. Yeah. So we had to like, I don't know what we did. I looked dead. Did we have to like, like, how did we make? Nothing. You took my helmet off. Yeah. And then you took my masks off because I needed all of that stuff off. Mm -hmm. I was nauseous. Yeah. And then I just had my right arm like right there for my head right because i could move my right arm i couldn't move my left arm well, i didn't and want you to move it i know i know and but i, cu- I couldn't move it i don't think i could have moved it um and then like not too long after the police were scouting the area so they saw me on the ground looking dead and they came out of the car and they were asking what happened blah 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 and then they blocked off the traffic so that i wouldn't get run over by any passing cars, even though we did fall in the right lane. So we were not in the middle lane anymore. But imagine if a car wanted to turn into that spot and didn't see us, I would have been crushed. So thankfully, the police blocked off the road. The man on the sidewalk called the ambulance. Raphael. Called 911 to get an ambulance. And all I was telling Eric was... I don't want an ambulance. Don't get an ambulance. I don't want to pay for the ambulance. And then he's like, don't worry, I'll pay for the ambulance. And I was like, no, no, I don't want you to pay for the ambulance either. Like, it's fine. I'm fine. I I wasn't fine. Living in the States too long that you're anticipating like a $600. I was anticipating a $400 ambulance bill, to be honest. And I think that's just my parents, the way they raised me. Like, we would never take ambulances. Unless your arm was detached from your body, there was no need to go to the doctor. So well, there's the doctor and then there's no, I know, but there was no need to go yeah. like, you're fine, you know, suck it up, drink some water. You're fine. I wasn't fine. I was not. I needed that ambulance. And thank God that nobody listened to me because I needed it. And while they were on the phone, Eric asked the ambulance people, the paramedics, sorry, if I should move my arm. And they said, do not move her arm to you. Yeah, because I explained that there might be something weird going on there. Yeah. And then that's where, like, I I had to take control of the situation because, like, everyone's instinct is like, oh, you know, she's sick, get her to sit up. And yeah. I'm like, no. To, like, the two police officers, like, it, it's not their job. Their job is not to be medics, but it's like they right. got you water and was like, okay, let's help her sit up. And I'm like, no. Nah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't move that elbow until yeah. someone... And then you were like, the paramedics said, don't, don't move the elbow. Yeah, so thankfully then... I could say that yeah. without fibbing but i yeah hmm. so anyways while we were waiting for the ambulance which felt like they took an eternity to come um i asked eric to, to take a picture of me <laughs> i'm like just good. get pictures just document this i need it um and then you asked the police well i didn't he okay the guy that i asked yeah he was pretty chill and I was hoping yeah. he would just do it. They which, were both chill. The other guy was chill, but he was dumb. 
Both and that's of them, why I didn't want to take the pictures because then I would have to stand up. And you thought and they the were going to dumb guy arm. was going to sit you up. Yeah, I didn't think that they were going to do that. I would have screamed, and then I think they would have let me go. But good that you didn't do that. But then the police officer had had like a a response which I wasn't anticipating. They were not like, no, we can't do that because it's against our job code to do it. They were like, no, people already hate cops as it is. We're not going to be seen taking pictures while you're on the floor looking dead. Which I guess is fair. I but guess. But it's also too bad. I know. It is too bad. It's too bad. It's too bad. Eric didn't get to be in the pictures, but <laughs> Eric did take pictures of me. And like, what else am I going to do? If I'm in that situation, I can't move. I'm waiting for the paramedics. I think it's a reasonable request to ask you to document this. Otherwise, what is it good for? Am I right? The pictures turned out great. They turned out great. They turned out great. And um, <clears throat> I, I ended up, you know, not being dead. So it's fine. Um, anyways, anything else to say before the ambulance arrived? No. No, I think that's all. So the ambulance ended up finally coming. And they got me off the ground onto a stretcher. I don't even know how they moved me. I do not. Some of these parts, like, I just black out from the pain. I was so nauseous from the pain, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But they put like a temporary board on my arm and then they wrapped it up with this tensor bandage so that my arm couldn't bend at all, which was good. Uh, And as soon as they carried me, (coughs) the truth, this is the truth. My mom always says if you sneeze while you're saying something, it's the truth. You always say that. As soon as they carried me from from the ground in the stretcher into the ambulance, I actually, I felt so so nauseous that I blacked out from the pain for like three seconds. They were asking me questions and I know that I blacked out because they were still asking the same question. They must've asked it like twice or three times um, from when I was being lifted to when I finally like came back to life. And after I blacked out, I felt much better. The pain like subsided somehow. And then they gave me like um, pain meds and nausea pills to like kill all that um and then yeah the the last thing i saw of you was like you were in the ambulance and then they were about to close like they told me i had to leave yeah he couldn't come on the ambulance and then while i was walking away she's like do you want something for your arm and then i looked down and there was like blood just gushing yeah you had mad scrapes scrapes everywhere i'm like oh okay no i'm and all I was yelling was, don't be a hero. I was literally yelling that to you. I was like, don't be a hero. Well, it's because of all the COVID protocols why I couldn't hop in. The yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And then also we had the bike. But yeah, I, I had to take care of the bike. If you did come, I don't know what, what would have happened to that bike. So lucky we had the COVID protocols. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um. I got whisked away. Eric snapped a couple of photos while I was in the back of the ambulance, which turned out great. Um, and I got whisked away. And then that's when our days separated that day. It was yeah. like 2.30, maybe? Yeah, they're about... 3 o'clock. Uh, so do you, wanna, do you want me to tell my side of the story first? Yeah, I think my day was dictated by the unknowns in your day. Okay. So... When I was in the ambulance, they asked me what hospital I wanted to go to. I told them, and I was just telling them about what happened. Um, And then they looked at my foot, and they were like, "Um, what the hell? And then I told them what happened for that. Um, And then they wheeled me into the hospital. I texted Eric, and I was like, I'm at this hospital. 
Um, and then they just left me there, basically. Like, after uh, they got me out of the stretcher, they put me onto a wheelchair, and they checked me in, and they put me in the waiting room. The waiting room was grim. There was a lot of random people. Remember, we are in downtown Toronto, and emergency rooms in downtown Toronto are not the cleanliest place, uh, if we're being honest. Um, a lot of people coming and going. Luckily, I wasn't, like, beside anybody. Um, but there was a lot of strange things happening. Like, one lady was on a stretcher and she told the nurse that her son was killed by Hitler. And I was just like, where am I? What century am I in? (laughs) And what's going on? And then like somebody else came in with the name of like our prime minister, like a, like the last name of our prime minister. And I was texting Eric, like, are they related? Like what is going on? Um, but anyways, I waited, two hours maybe three hours to actually see some no to actually go into another waiting room like my own waiting room and when I moved to my own waiting room somebody came in and I was asking them for x-rays and they were like oh you haven't done x-rays yet yeah let's get you to x-rays and then I waited like another hour maybe hour and a half to get x-rays so by this point it had been six o'clock maybe when I got the x-rays does that chalk up Yeah, probably, yeah. Because I was getting antsy because there was a playoff game. And I was hoping to be able to pick you up and get you back. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, my mom had no idea what was going on. My dad, nobody had no any idea what was going on. Um, And Eric just texted them the picture of me on the floor and in the ambulance. Yeah, do you want me to tell my day after your day? Or is this... Okay, sorry. I didn't know that that was... Anyways, it's really hard to tell a story without telling those little tidbits. We can, I can. Okay, I'll just tell you the rest. So basically, (laughs) the rest of my side. Basically, I got x-rays done and um, I was fine. Like, obviously, I was in pain, but it was my wrist and my elbow mostly. Uh, And I got x-rays done and then the resident doctor came in and she gave her opinion. She was like, okay, so it's definitely fractured. Your muscle is separated from your elbow bone. And your elbow bone is split by 1.3 centimeters. Uh, You're going to need surgery. And then that's when my stomach dropped because I was like, surgery? I can't go a year without surgery? You're kidding, right? So uh, she looked at me and she was like, don't take my opinion for like the BL end all or whatever. Like, I'll get you to talk to orthopedics. They'll know more because I was asking, can I just stay in a cast and it'll just heal? You know, and she was like, definitely not. But, you know, who knows? So then it was like eight o'clock, maybe eight thirty before I saw the orthopedic doctors and they came in and they said, you'll definitely need surgery and we'll need to put metal plates and screws in your arms. Um, And my mind immediately went to my infection, my previous infection that I had in my ankle my mind immediately went to a fusion um, because of my ankle and they looked at me cross-eyed and they were just like, what? 
where are you getting this information from? And then I told them that like, basically I'm traumatized by my last surgery on my ankle. And they were like, no, 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 you're not going to need a fusion. And if you've been clear for over a year without an infection, you probably don't have an, an infection. So the metal plates will be fine. Um, and I was like, okay, few. And then they said, um, <laughs> and they basically said like, you will have the surgery within the next week. So it's an immediate surgery. Um, and they said within three months, you'll be 90% or within a week or two, you'll, you'll be in, um, rehab, like physiotherapy, uh, within three months, you'll be 90% within a year, you'll be a hundred percent. And then you could take out the, the hardware or you don't have to. And I was like, okay, oh my God, I have one leg and one arm left and half an eye, one, one and a half eyes oh my God, what is my life? And then I called Eric and my mom and I was all messed up and I wanted to leave. But anyways, um, I had to get blood work done because the surgery was happening so fast and they sent me home because this hospital had COVID patients in it. It was actually a hotspot. The emergency room was a hotspot for COVID patients. Um, I took a COVID test, my first COVID test. It really did feel like they were tickling my brain. Um, And... Then I also asked the guy to take off my shirt before he casted. Sorry, Eric, but I asked the guy to take off my shirt um, before he casted my arm. And thank God we did that. <laughs> Otherwise, we were cutting that shirt. I was. Was oh, it an important shirt? Well, it's not important, but I liked it. Yeah. Um, there was flames on the sleeves. But anyways, in the ambulance, <laughs> they asked. Important, but I liked it. In in the ambulance, they asked me if they could cut the sleeves, and I was like, let's just roll them up. It's fine. And uh, also, thank God we did that in the wow. in the hospital before they casted me. Because when I moved my elbow to take off my shirt, oh my God, I yeah. felt nauseous as hell. My elbow felt like it was going to fall off. But anyways, I got mad casted mm-hmm. uh, and sent home. And I was just waiting for a surgery date at this point. And... and uh, Eric's dad picked me up in the wheelchair at about 10.30 p.m. It was, I was there from like three o'clock to 10.30. It's like seven and a half hours. That's nuts. Yeah, that was a long stay. So when I parted from you, what the heck happened to you? So I had to make a decision about how I was getting the bike home. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely wasn't going to ride it uh, because right. my my wrist was really sore, like around right. my thumb uh, so I thought I could, I could probably push this using just my left hand and like get on the left side of the bike, which I did. Um, it was a bit of a challenge because this was around the time where the, the Palestine, um, movement, the, I was not going to say protest, but there was a hell of a lot of people by our house, like organizing. What's because, it, what's it called when you're pro something? Like you're not protesting something, well, but was, you're fighting for something. I guess a rally. Okay. And and they downtown was like their meeting point. There was like right. a bunch of places downtown. Yeah. Um. So I managed to push the thing back, probably looking like a state because I've still got blood pouring out of my elbow. Yeah. Um. And then our big thing was like, oh, this is the smaller bike, easier to get in to the unit when you have two hands. So I'm crashing through the front doors, oh crashing through the lobby. I'm trying to get it in the front door of ours, like using my back to open the door. And it yeah. pain in the ass, got it open. 
got it in and then i i looked in the mirror and like i just had bruises down my left side down my leg cuts on my ankle my elbow was crazy that was the difference between you and i i have a fractured elbow but i have zero sign of a crash other than that because i was wearing wearing the long i was wearing long sleeves and long pants you on the other hand i guess were wearing a t-shirt and you have scrapes and oh yeah yeah you have scrapes and bruises everywhere yeah, I do. My elbow is still a little sore, so I might try and get a cheeky x-ray done when I go for right. my follow-up next Although, week. Although, I will say... Uh, no, no, I won't say. This is in a part two. I will have say, to but wait. I won't say. I was going to say, I will say something about my arm, about bruising and scraping and all that, but I'll say it in part two. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so you got so the bike home. So I got a home. We still have all kinds of... Like, we have a mini hospital in here because of all the stuff with your foot. <laughs> yeah. So I was able to treat myself. Yeah, I was able good. to sanitize and clean and wash it up. And then when I was clean, um, at your request, I texted your mom. Yeah. Just a picture. <laughs> uh, was it you lying on the ground or was it you in the ambulance? It was you in the ambulance. Oh, me in the ambulance the with the thumbs up. up. And then within a minute, <laughs> she calls me and says, what happened now? <laughs> so I had to explain the whole thing. And then I, a little while later, while I'm waiting for you to, to explain like your next move, yeah, uh, I got a call from my mom. Now, we, Be- we had an agreement yeah. that you weren't going to post anything on Instagram until we had your diagnosis. We did? Yeah. No. I texted you, just don't post anything. No, not true. I, I asked you if you... Um, if you told my mom yet, and then you were like, yes. And then I said, okay, I'm going to, should I post these on Instagram? I we had that conversation. I just remember like your, your mom's like seen every injury possible on you at this point. So this is just like, you know, the 10th one's free. I, I didn't know that we had that agreement. I, I don't, I mean, to be honest, I don't know when we made that agreement. I just, oh. we might not have, I just have a distinct like, oh, my mom was not supposed to find out about this yet. <laughs> to be honest, I was bored in the hospital with a fully charged phone and tons of great pictures. I was not going to not tell that story. Well, especially you told it so well. Per, first of all, it had been an hour and a half since the crash. Like I didn't even post it immediately. I had waited till yeah. like five o'clock or something to post it. Apparently but she reacted you. like someone had died. Like well, my dad was in the other room and my mom's on the iPad. Oh, Evie posted on her story. <gasps> <gasps> and then he ran in like it was some tragedy. It was a tragedy. I mean, it was, but anyway. I mean, imagine the first picture you see is of me flat faced on the ground after being like, hey, we bought a bike gearing up to go home. And then this happened. Yeah. Just kidding. The... The seven-hour run was a lot, it was a lot, like, of waiting because yeah. it was just a lot of false dawns is what I'm trying to say because you got told at a certain time, okay, now it's time to go, and then it wasn't time to go. And then yeah, at, like, time to nine go, o'clock. And then, oh, someone came in with a critical surgery, so you have to wait again. Yeah, at 9 p.m., I told Eric, okay, they're discharging me, come get me. And then Eric tried to get in, and two of these nurses came and were like, can you text your boyfriend that, you know, he can't come in yet? And I was like, yeah, he, he, well, the doctors told me that I was leaving, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, yeah, no, the doctors aren't here right now. They're busy. So 
And then I was like, okay. So then you gave a charger to the security guard and the security guard ended up finding me. My phone was dying. But my, my parents had to come down because I wasn't able to push the chair. Yeah. I didn't. There was a point where I was going to go into the ER myself if you were still in the ER because it was the only way that like I was going to be able to get through. Yeah. But then as soon as I showed up at the hospital, you're like, wait, 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 wait. I'm leaving the ER. I'm going somewhere else. Well, I was still in the ER, but there's like four sections to the ER, which I didn't even know the fourth section until part two. Well, at one point you thought you were going into surgery then. Like you were going upstairs for... Yeah, because they said immediate surgery. Yeah. And I was like, what? You're kidding. And then they were like, actually, you have to wait three days because we need to do a COVID test on you. And then I was like, okay, you're kidding. I'm... Is there anything more that night? Or because I wanted to mention what happened the next day. Oh, um, nope. I just, I already mentioned that your dad picked me up at 1030 with you because you couldn't wheel the wheelchair. Yeah. Um, and then I left the hospital looking like Humpty Dumpty fell off a wall. So I I decided that if my wrist and, and thumb, my hand still hurt the next day, yeah, I would go and get it checked out. I basically had to promise like my sister, your sister, both of our moms <laughs> that I was going to go and not tough it out and get it looked at. And so the next morning I got up at seven. I don't yeah. know if I got... I had to be back because there was a Liverpool game at 11. Yeah. So I needed to get up early. Yeah. Turns out at 7 a.m. there's no one there. So while Evie had the seven hour journey, I got like the VIP private emergency room. I walked in. I waited five minutes. They took me back for a scan. This was on a Sunday. Yeah. It was great. I joking around with people. Oh, there was a little tidbit that we missed. What? When I went into the hospital, they and I told everyone what happened to me. They were like, oh surprisingly believe it or not you're not the first person to sit, to come in with a bike crash on the streetcar tracks yeah. today and they told me that somebody had got run over by a car after crashing which thank god that wasn't me but they were like yeah this happened like quite a few times today believe it or not and one person even got run over well i think it was they got hit they got they fell into they told me run over hit. so um they told you probably the full story because i just heard they got run over yeah um so when you went to the hospital in this vip experience did they do x-rays on you yeah i got the hand x-ray and then they ended up what they said was the my injury was it's called the scaphoid and it's the bone that connects the thumb and the wrist and they said it was likely fractured or broken a little bit but the nature of that kind of injury is it doesn't often show up well on scans so they treat it mm. as if it's fractured or broken and then come back in a week and check it out. So that's what I thought my injury was going to be like. At the time of leaving, they did a cast, which was pretty dope because it was my first cast. Really? And this woman came in like it was arts and crafts time and she had like a bucket and all kinds of like paper mache gear and made like yeah, the cast. Yeah, they made mine too. It was exciting. I walked out <laughs> like, a, like I had the sling on and then we were both. Oh, well, I had to go and get tims because i couldn't cook so then i had to find a way oh, to carry the tims home and then i was home in time for the game and we yeah. were both sad just sitting in bed with our with our arms all messed I up i just like i was already immobile and now like there was a I, I doubled down on my immobility and i was just yeah i i laughed a little bit and then the laughter turned into mm. tears because 
I was like, really? And then I was like, oh, really? This is happening. Oh, my God. We There's a lot more to this. I'm concerned the camera's going to stop again. Last thing, when I was in the hospital before I posted my story, I did text my brother and sister in a group chat, and I was like, hey. <laughs> and they were like, what the hell? Um, so it, it was fun to get these reactions out of our families. Yeah, you Although I really wish story, I did right? see your parents' reaction. Yeah. And we texted your sister and Paul. Yeah. And they were like, what the hell? Sarah FaceTimed me right away. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then my mom texted me after. It was just a whole mess. But anyways. Um, we'll do a part two. Yes. Like the, the next phase. The surgery the day. Surgery, all yeah, that. yeah. So at the next week, two weeks, we had visitors and we had surgery. And... We had another emergency room run. It was a whole mess. So thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this long podcast, but you'll get another so one of these. It's making up for the two weeks we missed. Yeah, and exactly. And you'll get another one of these next week. So see you in part two. I may or may not have my cast off by then. Um, bye. <laughs> <laughs>